today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Eric and Eric here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. So better than Takashi? Better than Takashi. <laughs> uh, my face is intact, although it looks like this. So, uh. Um, But really serious story here going on with Takashi. So he was uh, administered a brutal beatdown in that gym in Florida. It was an LA fitness. Um, it's a gym that Takashi says he frequents from time to time, I guess, when he's in the area. I actually read in our story that when he goes in, he stays about 20 minutes and goes on the Stairmaster, which is my routine. Basically, that's yeah. This went a little bit awry. Um, he was in the sauna and he got beat down by a group of guys. Part of it was recorded. You can see him on the ground. He's getting stomped out. He's got lots of cuts on his faces. He ended up in the hospital. Um, I believe he's still in the hospital, I, sort of nursing his injuries, or I at think least as of now, like he's you know not like in a coma or anything. Not but, a coma, but, it but was a, a serious beatdown. A serious, serious beating. And now we have some more information about what led to this. So there's some surveillance footage that came out from the gym where you see a man um, sort of milling about uh, the door. He's on his phone. He appears to be talking to someone about something, although it's silent, so you don't know what he's talking about, whether it's related to Takashi or anything. But then he lets someone in through the door. And rather, these guys don't look like they're ready to sort of work out and pump iron. They come in and they sort of beeline. There's two different surveillance uh, cameras, but you can see that they go directly to the locker room, and that's where this beatdown happens. So... Part of this starts to look like this was a plan, um, that that they knew Takashi was going to be there. Maybe he is sort of unpopular because of uh, ratting out uh, other individuals in that RICO case. So he's still got that hanging over his head. And they administered this beatdown. We've, we've talked about that for years when, when that case was going on with Takashi. Is he safe? Is he safe? And is he so? So my question was always: Everyone said, "Oh, that's all trumped up." And in some sense, people are right. The world doesn't work like Goodfellas. It's not like we kill rats right. immediately. But my question was: Is he ever safe? And that's the you know, this is something that he will live with for the rest of his days. The constant threat, even if it didn't happen immediately after, it doesn't mean he's safe. And people forgot about it. The news lives on forever. I brought up uh, Whitey Bulger when we talked about this <laughs> right. in the room. Whitey Bulger was a rat a long time before he was stabbed in a prison. And these things tend to happen when you least suspect them. When you let your guard down a little bit, right. Takashi was in the gym without an entourage. When you're on the stairmaster. When you're on the stairmaster, Which, you're, it, it's vulnerable. interesting. We were talking about this. So. If it was his routine to go there, go be on the Stairmaster, then it wouldn't be difficult for somebody to know that's where he was going to be. That's right. But you also see this guy on the phone. So was this one guy possibly just there and saw him? Because you can't miss Takashi. You can't miss him. He's got the colored braid or the colored dreadlocks. Got six nine He's got tattooed. Six nine on his face. It could have been what we call a crime of opportunity, where right. you know you see someone and you're like, hey, I want to beat him up. Or it could have been tracking his movements over a period of time, a sort of more sinister, long, long planned plot. It's unclear um, whether what type of incident this was, but we do know a group of guys went in there, so there was at least planning in the initial stages uh, of this. Like there, there was a group before. text ready to go. Something <laughs> happened. Something happened. Now, his saving grace, we also learned, though, is that because he frequents this gym, they were quick acting, and after the beatdown, sort of, you know, shuttled him off to a safe room. The, the sure employees. The, at the... the employees sort of gathered up Takashi and kept him from maybe being killed. I mean, this, this beatdown was pretty savage, and you can die from, you know, getting Absolutely. beat up. Uh, it's a very, very painful death. So he's now in the hospital. He's recovering. Um, I don't think this is done because his attorney, Lance Lazaro, says, uh, I'm going to talk to the feds about upping his protection, and he may need it for a period of time. Right. Interesting to be, if Takashi knows who these people are, yes. if he was familiar with them at all, does he name names? 
Fascinating. I mean, fascinating. You're right. Does he? Does, does he rat on the people who beat him up for being a rat? That will because be then they'll get arrested, overlay. and then at least those people are you know out of his way. Or does he trumpet this and stay quiet and say, I have um, sort of uh, redeemed myself in the eyes of people because now I'm no longer the rat you think I am. Look, I could have ratted these guys out. I know who they are, but I'm not doing that. So forgive me for the previous ratting. Well, Unclear can, whether that'll work. But can he, he if, this, if this becomes a police investigation, can he say, I know who they are, but I'm not naming because I suppose you can say that. Yeah, I look, guess. the reason we have to remember, the reason he ratted in the first case was because he was in trouble. Right. And so you rat to sort of save your own hide by throwing other people under the bus. Here, he's a pure victim. He's in the sauna. He wasn't <laughs> picking a fight. They jumped him. So, you know, he's not as incentivized to tell the police who it is because he's not trying to save himself from going to right. prison. In the other instance, it's either you in prison or them in prison. You, you sometimes rat here. He can stay quiet because he just has to recover from injuries. He may be mad and vindictive and want to name names, but right. there's a reason not to, because these types of consequences <laughs> will follow you. Um, you know, and I'm not sure he does know them. There's, there's this sort of code of, you know, all rats are bad. It's not necessarily the people he wronged, but generally in some communities, it's seen as there needs to be consequences for this kind of conduct more broadly as a general deterrent for it. Even if we don't know Takashi, we want to send a message to potential rats in our crew that you don't do things this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and, and except I think maybe, yeah, it might have been, a, as you said, a crime of opportunity. You yeah. just you see him there, you round the boys up, and you go... Teach him a lesson. Yeah, and it raises your profile. If you're the guy who, like, beat up Takashi, you're all of a sudden kind of famous in certain circles that, like, yeah, I, I gave him right. what's coming. Because you can see some of them were posting videos saying I caught him slipping, which is, like, he didn't have his entourage, and I and I jumped him. This right. was a, this is Takashi trying to live a free life, and we're reminding him that he's still a rat. And I, I wonder real quick also about the, uh, the L.A. fitness employees, the ones who saved mm -hmm. him. They got him out of harm's way. Are was they that sort of <laughs> No, no, no. But interesting, if you work at the L.A. fitness here in mm -hmm. Florida, you're like, Oh, holy crap, what do we do? Or, because it's a gym, people fight. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, this is this is what we trained for. Oh, this is the protocol? <laughs> this, uh, well, this is what happens. Yeah. No, it could be it could be some of that. It was, look, it was quick acting on their part. Um, I do wonder, I think saving him is obviously the right move. You don't want to see someone beat oh, yeah. up in your gym. But there's all these sort of, like, other consequences from these incidents. Did they, are they sort of, like, helping a rat? Will people see them differently? I, I hope, this is why it's sort of, um, endless. This, well, this this idea of like you know point counterpoint and eye for an eye is it never ends. The people who work there, tat. they might they not, they might not necessarily know who Takashi is or know the whole background of this. He's got those he's got those colorful no, threads I, and the six I nine know on that, his face. But you could work there and you know not see, know oh that it's, it's that guy, but you don't know the whole history of the ratting and all that kind of stuff. You sure, just, you might know he's a rapper. You might just know oh he's the guy with the rainbow hair. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Takashi's going to do with all this. So when Takashi got out, he was very, very boastful about, like, come and get me. He would post a bunch of right. videos with stacks of cash. He was sort of inviting that kind of retribution, sort of challenging the notion that rats get beat up. He wanted to say, this is nonsense. No one's going to touch me. And he would go out, and he wouldn't always show his entourage. They would maybe be there, but he'd put right. him off camera to, to act like the tough guy. He goes all sorts of places where he's out in the open and vulnerable clubs and other countries to give away money. He was sort of daring people in, in a way. I wonder if in the in the aftermath of this, if he takes a step back and sort of quiets down a bit. It's not in his persona to do so. But he's been a little quiet lately. We we haven't talked about him as much. We he's, haven't, yeah. He hasn't released music in, in a minute. Like yeah. He was being a little bit quieter up to this anyway. Yes. I don't think it's in his nature. I think he will come out defiant.
I really do. I think he got beat up, and he's going to say, this is a one-off, and I dare anyone to try it again. And that's what makes his situation so volatile and dangerous is because Takashi doesn't sort of calm down. He doesn't have that gear. You know, he's not a guy who'd be like, I learned my lesson. He's got a big six, nine on his face and colored, colored hair. He, he loves the drama. He made his name being a troll. I don't think he stops now because that's the way he makes money. And I I don't necessarily think this is the last sort of brush with danger that Takashi has. And that's what's, that's what's uh, sort of upsetting when you read this is I, it could happen again. Um, let's move on to another story, which is really dark. I mean, look, the yeah. Tashi story is a beatdown, but everyone's alive. Everyone's alive. This Murdoch story. Um, tell us where we are now, because there's been a new development with an old uh, death case. Right. So the whole Murdoch family, a lot of people have been following this trial. The dad was just sentenced for murdering his wife and son. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other son, Buster Murdoch. That's Alec Murdoch. He's in, yeah. He's in jail. Right. So so Buster's been implicated by the mother of a kid who was murdered in 2015. Uh, so Stephen Smith was uh, a student, a co- uh, classmate of, of Buster Murdoch back in the mid-2010s, and uh, was found beaten to death in the road in yes. South Carolina in their town, uh, suspected to be a hate crime because he was gay. Yes. And we see his mother, Sandy, had sent a letter to the FBI saying that she thought Buster did it, Maybe beat him with a baseball bat. And she sent this letter in 2016. Right. So this is not jumping on the bandwagon of the Murdoch family is responsible for all murders in, in South Carolina because they're in the news now. She sent this letter in 2016, and it reads like something you'd read today about the Murdoch right. family. She's like, this is the most powerful family. They are very well connected. Um, she says in the aftermath of her son's death, she got a, a call from a guy named Randolph Murdoch, who is the solicitor. Now, that's a prosecutor right. in South Carolina who took a sudden interest very quickly quickly in her son's death and then lost interest after she says you know contacted her um took took a vested sort of interest in it and then removed himself and she finds it very suspicious right because why would he randomly like his his uh nephew's classmate yes why would he be interested in that yeah now he was a prosecutor so maybe he was interested in prosecuting a homicide but it didn't turn out that way well, you wouldn't lose interest in it exactly you'd continue to prosecute the case right. and the circumstances of, of Stephen's death are very very strange so there are elements of it his body was found in the road so it was treated as a hit and run very quickly yet there's no vehicle debris around when you're hit by right. a car and you hit a windshield there's broken glass there's parts of fenders uh, hitting a body is a big thing you know if you hit a deer the car oh, gets yeah. very damaged. He, uh, there's no vehicle debris. His injuries are in strange spots uh, for for you know vehicular collision, and it just doesn't look like he. Uh, oh, his shoes are on. That's a big yeah. deal as well. His shoes were loosely tied, and often you are lifted up and you are blown out of your shoes when you're hit by a car. None of this uh, exists, and she wants some answers. Yeah, and and what the theory, and also she floats out this theory that a lot of people in the town had had that. It wasn't just a hate crime against her son because he was gay, but that he was in a relationship with Buster Murdoch is what she says. Yes. She alludes and, to a, a possible romance between them and maybe Buster uh, not wanting him to talk, not right. wanting Stephen to out him. And the story was that he, Buster, and a friend were out with baseball bats smashing mailboxes. As, and As little shits are wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And uh, came across Stephen and just saw this as, hey, this is our chance. Yes, and she thinks that there, she points to another sort of grisly part of this is that she says her son's face was beaten so badly that when he was buried, they had to put putty to reconstruct right. his face. Again, this could be consistent with being hit by a car, but 
around the face. The face would have hit something hard. There would have been debris, right. and there was no debris. And uh, there's speculation that the body was moved to that location after he was beaten to death by somebody. And she obviously thinks that Buster had a role in it. You know, the letter's interesting because she also says, I reached out to Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's very much in the news. That was right. a, a, a South Carolina politician. And then she says, I also reached out to Loretta Lynch, the attorney general. This is a mother who is grieving and looking for answers and desperately trying to get people to look into this case where there's a powerful family that she thinks is silencing the truth. Um, it, and, it's heartbreaking. And, and this is, you know, for her, at, at the time this happened, you know, eight years ago, the, the Murdoch's were the most powerful family and not just rich and powerful, but, but involved in the legal system in that yes. town. So it was so difficult for her to get any answers or get any justice or any traction on this. But now, you know, Alec Murdoch's in prison for murdering part of his family. Yeah. She's like, you see who these people are now. Yes. Uh, so one note of caution I want to make in this is that this family is now, uh, you know, there's just an onslaught of bad news. You know, the dad is in, in, in prison. There is a tendency sometimes for everyone to be like, well, let's open up every case that ever right. existed in this jurisdiction that was unsolved and let's pin it on the Murdoch's. So Buster, for his part, has said, this is reckless. I had nothing to do with this death. My heart goes out to the family and so forth. Of course, he's he's going to deny it, even, well, if, even if he's culpable. But we do have to have a note of caution that, like, it, just because the case is reopened, his body is being exhumed, they're going to conduct a new autopsy, it is still a far leap to pinning this to Buster Murdoch. She is just saying, let's investigate this because it doesn't look like a like a hit and run. Well, it's still an unsolved it's unsolved, and but, but yeah, you're right. It, it's easy to pile on the family once all the you know the documentaries come out and the yes. trial happens and all that. Yes, but as we said, she's been saying this for seven years. That's the key. She's not piling on. She's I not. think that's the key to this whole thing. Is in 2016 she had this suspicion. If if this letter were written in 2023, I'd look at it with a very jaundiced eye. I'd right. be like, come on. I mean, these are bad. I think the members of the Murdoch family are bad people, but. This looks a little like piling on. She wrote it in 2016, in the wake of her son's death, when there was no news about the Murdoch. This is three years before even the boating accident that involved Paul Murdoch, where one of his friends died. I mean, this is before all of that news. She's right. like, my son's death is mysterious, and the Murdoch family well, is to blame. If you watched the documentary on the family, which happened before Alec was convicted, mm -hmm. the like the friends, the classmates of this kid, people who knew Buster, who knew Stephen Smith, they said this was the rumor around town, what people were saying, when it happened. Yes. So this is new to us because we weren't following, you know, this local South Carolina murder, but they said that this is what they've been thinking all along. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't think, you know, Buster sat in that trial of his father and he was pretty stoic watching his father be convicted of double murder of right. his of his brother and his mother. And he was sort of strange and stoic. There's been some jail phone calls where they sort of banter with each other. I don't look too far into how people process death and what the body language says. But Well, he might actually believe his father didn't do it. That's right. He might believe that they do seem like they all sort of like band together, at least he and his father. I don't think his father's going to turn on him if he did help him cover up this, right. this incident. But it is interesting that, you know, Buster's not out of the woods. <laughs> and everyone no. sort of like, look, at him as maybe the next shoe to fall in this whole saga of this, you know, disgustingly powerful yeah. family and, and corrupt family. And, and now that the family is not as powerful, yeah, this might. If, if you're the mother of this kid who wants justice for her son, then this is the time to be like, find out what happened. Exactly. So this is I, this is something we'll monitor closely. Harvey's very interested in yeah. this story, so we will continue to sort of provide updates. Um, but stay tuned. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.